receive your praise, Lord. Receive your praise. You have done a lot in our lives. You have done a lot in our lives. We are standing here before you this morning, Lord. We are testimonies. We are testimonies, O God. We are signs and wonders, O Lord. Because the devil did not think that we will come this far. But Lord, you have brought us this far. We say we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. Oh, in your house is where we want to be, O Lord. Our joy comes from your house. Oh, Lord, our blessings come from your house. In your presence, there's always fullness of joy. Joy unspeakable. This morning, Father, speak to every heart. Release a word in season of God that release joy to your people. Speak your mind to your people, Lord. And let not hear my voice, but let them hear your voice, O oh God. Minister to every heart. Minister to every need. Oh Lord, let the Spirit in your word be released upon us. As you speak your words to us, oh God, let our lives become better. In the mighty name of Jesus, take all the glory, oh Lord. We are gathered before you to give you glory, to worship you. Take all the glory and manifest your presence in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This morning I'm preaching on a message entitled, The Importance of of always being in church the importance of always being in church and i believe god that after this morning's word you will not miss church again because i was blessed by this word when the god gave me this i was so blessed by it there are two reasons why we come to church number one to seek god and number two to have fellowship with ourselves to get to know ourselves can I have Isaiah 45, 19 to 20? You coming to church, it was not because of anyone. You came to meet God. And your life will not be the same. Hallelujah. He said, I have not spoken in secret. In the dark place of the earth, I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. The Lord speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you have escaped from the nations. They have no knowledge who carry the wood of their carved image and pray to a God that cannot save. Hallelujah. What's the Lord telling us? He says that he's a God that speaks righteousness. He did not say to us that we should seek him in vain. One thing I needed to understand is that whenever you come to church, you don't come to church in vain, but you come to church to your own benefits. You come to church to your own profits. When you come to church, God does not benefit. You benefit because you come to take from him. Hallelujah. Let me have some 65 verses 2 to 4. I just love this particular verse. Oh, you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Look at the verse 4. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. Listen to this. It was not your choice to come to church. God gave you the grace to come to church. God chose you to come to church so that he will bless you and make you a blessing. You didn't hear what I said. I said it was not your choice. If it was your choice, the weather was just right. It would have been in bed. But God calls you to come to church. There was something that was stirring up in your spirit. That go, go, go to church. I must be in the house of God. That thing that was stirring up in your spirit was the spirit of God. And he said, I want to come to my church that you may be blessed in my house. Because there's goodness in the house of the Lord for you. Hallelujah. Every gathering in the name of God is to the glory of God. And to the benefit of his people. Bible says in Matthew 18 verse 20 that 
Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. So when we gather like this, we don't gather unto man. We gather unto God. It is, it is an appointment with God. And God never misses his appointments. So right now that we sit here right like this, we cannot see God, but trust me, God is here. Because we came to church because of who? God. And so God cannot miss his, your appointment with him. So even though you cannot see him, he is here. There's a verse that touched my heart in Luke 24, verses 13 to 27. It confirms this verse, actually, where two or three are gathered in his name. Let's have it. Luke 24, verse 13 to 27. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emos, that was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Clopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem and have not known the things which had happened here, there in these days? And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and all rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said, to, who said he was alive. And setting of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, all foolish ones and slow of heart, to believe in all things that the prophets have spoken. Ought not, the, ought not the Christ have suffered these things and entered into the, his glory? Look at verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. The amazing thing was that there were two people who were walking on the road. Walk with me, please. There were two women or two men who were walking. And they were conversing. And their conversation was about who? Jesus. And because the conversation was about Jesus, he came there. The conversation was about Jesus. He said, where two or three are gathered in his name. They were not in a church, but they were conversing about Jesus. And because it was about him, it invited his presence to be there. And he was with them. They don't know that he was Jesus. So tell the next person sitting there close to you. That Jesus is very close to you. You cannot see him. You cannot touch him. But trust me, he's here. Hallelujah. If two men were on the roadside, he was with them. How much more you coming into his house and have an appointment with him? Hallelujah. So it means that, listen, whatever burden you came here with, Whatever challenge that is upon your hearts. There was one time that some men had to carry a paralyzed man through the roof to where Jesus was. Because they knew that where Jesus was, he was capable of healing that man. So they had to pass him through the roof to get to Jesus. You did not go to the roof. You came to the door. You came with faith. Listen to this. Whatever challenge you came to the house of God with, because you came on an appointment with Jesus, you will meet Jesus this morning. I said you will meet Jesus this morning. 
Hallelujah. Anytime you come to church, it's an appointment with Jesus. And whatever challenge you have, you come and present them before Jesus. And he takes your curse. He takes your burdens. And he carries them and lets you go away without stress. That is why you have to be in church. Let me talk to you about the reason why you must never miss church. I'm telling you, sometimes you can travel abroad and then you go to another church and then you still miss home. You go to another church, the pastor is preaching, but you still, that's as if it's not home. You want to be home. Hallelujah. You want to be home. And where you call home, that is the church. That is where you are fed. You become comfortable. You preach and you are happy. You are satisfied. Hallelujah. I went to a church in London and then the pastor was preaching, 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 preaching. I don't know whether it's wrong, but I was kept, kept on comparing to my, my father. I'm like, this man, he preaches very nice, but it's not like my father. Because my father's food, you know, when, you, when your mother cooks very well and if you go anywhere, I went to move and pick and then I said, ah, the food we didn't cook in the house is better than moving pick food. Because it's home job. Hallelujah. So there's no place like eating from your own home. And that is why you always have to be in church. You eat good food. Let me talk to you about the reasons why you must always be in church. Number one, God always has a word or a message for you. Let me have Isaiah 2 verse 3. God always has something to tell you. So when you miss church, you miss your message. Hallelujah. Many people shall come and say, Come. And let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. God always has a message for you. Whenever you come to church, the message is not for the multitude, The message is for you. The word of God that comes is supposed to teach you, supposed to equip you, is supposed to guide your walk in life. It is not a word for us. It is a word for me. So as I preach to you right now, I am preaching to you personally, listening to me. Because the word that came was from God for you. It was not my word, but God's message for you. That is why he backs his word with power and makes his words come to pass in your life when you walk in it. The message that God has for you is to refine your life, to make your life better. The message is meant to be a good news. Now listen to this. You don't come to church for a bad news. So, the message that God has for you is a good news that suits you, that comforts you, a word that makes you happy. Hallelujah. The word of God is good news. God's a message for you. Anytime you miss church, you have missed your message. Some people don't come to church and they are comforted. They don't even call to ask, Ben, can I have the audio of last Sunday? What did daddy preach? What was said on church on Wednesday? What, what was said on Friday? What, what, was the, what was the message? You don't even care. Because you think that, oh, it's nothing. It is your message. And you want someone to upon their mouth. Once you have no, you didn't hear the word. And you're okay with it. You're walking in life. Each time you come to church, God speaks to you. He wants to talk to you. He said to Moses, go and pray the people. I will talk to them myself. God said, go and pray them. Let them come to me. Moses was, oh, was a mouthpiece of God, but there came a time God said, I want to talk to them myself. God wants to speak to you. Let me tell you something. You've been praying. Nobody knows what you're praying about in your home. When you go into your bedroom, you know the tears you share upon your bed. But when you come to church, God ministered to you what you prayed about in your closet. When nobody knew about it. That is called a rima. Because, ah, pastor, the message that you preached was for me. 
Because you know what you're telling God in your closet, in your bedroom, your wardrobe. You know what you're telling God. God, this thing. And you came to church. The pastor did not know about it. And he came to minister. It was God that gave him the message. That was the answer to your prayer. There was one time, Hezekiah, Bible said that God sent a man to go and tell him that you're going to die. And he quietly went on the wall. Nobody knew what he told God on the wall. But he cried out to God. Remember me and the things I've done for you. And he was crying. And the man of God was leaving. He has given the way and he was going. And God said to him, go back and tell Hezekiah, I have added to your days. Maybe God did not talk to Hezekiah directly. But he has given him what? A word. I replied to your prayer. Let me go on. Anytime you come to church, God gives you a word that reassures you. God confirms his or reassures you of his promise. Sometimes you go through challenges of life and, and your faith begins to thin. It's not as if you don't have faith. You have faith. But it begins to... Hmm. You know the faith that has the hmm at the back? Hmm. I mean, I believe, but hmm. You know, it, the faith is, is thinning. It, 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 it's getting short. So when you come to church like this, God gives you a word that stirs up your faith and keeps you walking, keeps you striving on. No matter the challenges, you keep on striving, pressing on. God gives you a word, a word. Listen to this. God makes everything by his word. There is power in the word of God. The word of God is your message. Let me have Isaiah 40 verse 9 to 11. You must never miss church, I'm telling you. Oh Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. Oh Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will guide the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. Listen to this. When you come to church, and the message is given to you. The next thing that happens is that God backs his presence with the word. And makes sure that the word that has been given to you is working for you. Let me have the verse 9 predicted again. He said, oh Zion, you who bring, where is Zion? The church. Oh Zion, you who bring good tidings. Get up into the high mountains. Oh Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Look at the verse 10. Behold, the Lord shall come with a strong hand. And his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him. When the good tidings come out of Zion, the next thing that happens is that God performs wonders. That is why you must not miss church. Because you miss church, you miss God's hand. You miss church, you miss your message. You miss church, you miss your good news. And when you miss your good news, you miss God's hand. Every word that proceeds out of the old Every word that proceeds out of the pulpit is from the mouth of God. No pastor has the capacity or the ability or capability of making God's word come to pass. It is God who watches over his word and performs it. So God gives to the man or woman of God a message. And when he gives a message to his people, what happens is that God performs his word that has been given unto his people. He performs it. That is why I said no pastor, no man of God has the capacity as to making sure the word happens. That's the work of God. And because it is his word, he performs it. Hallelujah. The word is a message from the Lord for you. And tell you what.
you will not miss the hand of God this week. I said, you will not miss the hand of God this week. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The second thing I want you to know is that the more you come to church, your strength is renewed. I'm not talking about your spiritual strength because last week that he took us through the spiritual side. I'm talking about the physical strength. Let me have Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, no strength. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not what? Faint. Oh my God. The God that we serve. The amazing thing about him, the awesome thing about him, the mind-blowing thing about him is that we all sleep, but he doesn't sleep. God does not sleep. He does not close. Hey, if God should close his eyes, one second. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the, the awesome thing about our God is that he doesn't sleep. He never closes his eyes. He has eyelids, but he never closes it. God has no sleep. He doesn't slumber. He's never tired. The awesome thing about your God and my God is that he's the God of all strength. Sometimes, listen to this, when you even work the whole day and you get back home, you see that you are so tired. Yeah, but your God, look at that. You, you are watching for just Three kids and one oboe man. Do you know how many kids that God has? And I must what doing there, how their years are hard. And hey, and hey, and they're always watching it and making sure everybody is safe. And he still does not stay and he never gets tired. The amazing thing is that when you come to church and you come to this awesome God, he gives to you what he has. And what he has is his strength. It's amazing. Somebody will say, Pastor Esbach, I'll not come to I'm, I'm, Sunday morning, I was so tired. So I wanted to sleep. If sleep alone gives strength, go on and sleep and see if you get your strength back. Hallelujah. If sleep alone gives strength, then... I'm sure newborn babies will be very, very strong because they sleep. Uh, newborn babies, they sleep, they open their eyes, they eat, they sleep. But they are still, they are weak. You have to carry them. They will cry, you have to carry them. So sleep alone, so somebody sleep alone does not increase strength. Increase of strength comes from God. Give a clap unto the Lord. have Isaiah 33 verse 24. Are you being blessed this morning? Yeah. I was so blessed when the Lord gave me this word. The inhabitants will not say, I am sick. (laughs) The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. (laughs) Listen to this. God wants you to always be in church. So he will not cause you to be tired and say, I am sick. Listen, and not come to church. If you want to always be in good health, always come to church. Some people will find any little excuse and not, hey, the slightest headache, not the headache just on the forehead. It's not half of the head, just the forehead, the front, no. My head, license not to come to church. I am sick. And they tag themselves, I am sick. Let me tell you something. There was a time I came to church, I was so weak. And as I danced before God right here, I thought I was going to faint because I was tired. I was not well. 
And I said, God, I will not stop what I always do in church on Sunday. I will not stop dancing. And I danced before God. And I stood here and preached. By the time I finished preaching, I don't know where the, the sickness uh, I diverted to. I don't know where. But the Lord God of all strength, may he renew your strength. I said, the Lord God of all strength, may he renew your strength. You will not say, I am sick. If somebody always said I am sick, I'm not ask the person, you go to church. How often do you go to church? Because if you don't go to church often and you stay in the house, and they will always find something to keep you in the house. But when your feet is always in the house of God, he does not have opportunity. When you come before God, listen to this. No matter what ailment you came to the house of God, God will heal you. And this morning I prophesy to you, whatever disease you came to the house of God with, whatever sickness is lingering in your body, may the Lord release it. May the Lord heal you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord God of all strength, may he heal every disease, every sickness that you came here with this morning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Your strength is renewed. You will run and not be worried. Somebody will ask you, Ah, Mary, you are, are, where do you get the strength from? Huh? You, you don't get tired. And to the person, my strength cometh from the Lord. The God of all strength. The God who does not sleep, the God who does not close his eyes, the God of all strength, he will give you strength. Hallelujah. The third reason why you must always be in church. The more you come to church, the more you position yourself for rare spiritual encounters. Rare spiritual encounters. Let me have Acts 2 verse 1 to 4. When you meet like this, it's not a physical, a physical meeting. It's a spiritual meeting. So something happens in the spirit. Bible says on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That day, many of the people who were supposed to be in church missed this opportunity. There were a lot of disciples, but only those who were constantly in church. Jesus Christ promised them that when I leave, that's what the next thing is going to come. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, but he did not tell them when it's going to come. So that day, they were all in church, but some were home watching, watching uh, uh, what can I say? Russia 2018. There were some at home cooking. There were some at home, they said they were going for a funeral. There were some who said they were tired. There were some who had to, they don't feel like going to church. And that particular day, <laughs> suddenly, the Holy Spirit came like a wind into the room. And there were tongues of fire. Wow. May you not miss any divine encounter in this church. Let me tell you something. The people, there were lots of people following Jesus Christ. But not many saw the all the supernatural miracles that he did. Only a few saw him walk on the sea. And there were disciples, those who were always with him. When he was transfigured and he changed... And his clothes change. Where 
it was not all the disciples. It was only those who were always with him. Bible said that Jesus was transfigured before them. They were praying. And he was changed. His garment changed. They saw something that others did not see. And they, aside that they heard the voice of God, God spoke directly to them and said, Jesus is my son. Tell you something. Anytime you miss church, you stand at the platform to miss a divine. As I preach to you, are you not being blessed? Are you not being blessed? Hallelujah. So you are being blessed, and somebody too is resting in the house. So you and the resting, who is blessed? You, because you are here. So whenever you miss church, you have missed something big. When you miss church, maybe some want to come to come and see uh, daddy. You want to come and see pastor. You want to come and laugh. Yeah. But aside the laughing, do you know what he, what he ministers and what you miss from him? That man is so highly anointed. When he's preaching, do you know what he can give a release to you and you miss his preaching? That is when I travel and I miss my father's preaching. I'm like, Hush, my daddy. Because you cannot miss this man preach to you. you. You can't miss a service. And you're comfortable in the house. People are, God is showering blessings upon people. And you are in the house. You, are, you don't feel like you're in the house. And other people are being blessed. You are in the house. And you're comfortable. Hey! Hallelujah. Amen. Let's tell you something. Let me have uh, Luke 1 verse 5 to 13. There was one man who was always in church. Always in church. He said, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zachariah of the division of Abijah, his wife and of the daughters of Aaron, and his name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Look at this. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Where? In the church. Standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Then Zechariah saw him and he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Some of us, we are missing our angels. Because when they come, you are not there. You, the angel will come to where he will always find you, in the house of God. When he comes, where are you? You are expecting God to do something for you. You are waiting on God to do something for you, to grant you a breakthrough. When your, God sent his messengers to you, where were you? If Mary was not at the right spot, you could have missed Angel Gabriel who came to tell him that you be the mother of Jesus Christ. Where do you spend all your time? Can God find you in the church? Can he find you here always? When you send, you don't know when your messengers will come. But when your messengers are sent to you, will they find you in the church? Will they find you and talk to you? They'll mention names. Absent. And you miss your message. Understand that sometimes the message is given at that point. When they come the next day, you will not even remember what he had for you. Because at that particular time, was the message meant for you? You're always not in church. Tell somebody, always be in church. And you will not miss your messenger. Again. Hallelujah. The fourth reason why you always must be in church. Because God prepares you for greater work. Let me tell you something. Understand this. Listen to me. God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for your life. You're not on earth by chance or by mistake. You are, here, you are here for a purpose. You are here on a mission. And that mission must be accomplished. God has a reason for bringing you on earth. And not somebody else. It is God's plan to use us mightily to his own benefits and then to his benefits.
It is God's plan to use us to his own benefit and then to our benefit. There's a gift of God inside of you. There's something that God has placed inside of you. And what is inside of you will first benefit his church. Will benefit your generation. And it will profit your life. God did not bring us on earth to chase after the masses. There's a reason why you are here. There is a purpose why you are on earth. God has made some pastors in the church. God has made some evangelists in the church. God has made some teachers. God has made some deacons. God has made some apostles and prophets. Maybe you don't see yourself as such. Some years back, I didn't see myself as such. That I will be a preacher? No. Hey, babe. Yes, hear me. They say, no, 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 no. I never thought I would. No, not in my. No, 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 no. Some of my friends will hear the pastor. Yeah, pastor. I say, pastor, what? You. I tell you something. When you come to church, I remember when I came to church the first time. I joined this church. Let me tell you something. Many people are in big churches, but their giftings are undercover. They are not given opportunity to unearth the ability that God has placed in them. There was a lady I told her, you, that church that you are, if you don't change it, you will not, you, you will not be who God, God, God has done it for you to be a pastor. You you, you are a pastor. There's anointing, great. Uh, no, saying pastor. Somebody has told them, so the church that you are, change that church. If you don't change it, you will never grow. When I joined this church, the one thing amazing about life about my father, our father, is that he gives everybody the opportunity. If you are constantly in church, he gives the opportunity. Come and give announcements. So they pray. Say a prayer. We come for weekday service. Say a prayer. Come and sing. He's identifying your giftings. That is how he started me with. That is how he started Pastor K with. That is how he started Pastor Dan with. All of us. That is how he started us, identified us with. He's able to identify the giftings of God in you and help you to develop it. He said to me, come and pray. It was a big day, so I said, come and pray. And I came and prayed. And then he said, are you, I want you to come and preach on a Wednesday service. Next week, Wednesday. And I said, hey, me. And I said, when I came to stand, I was, my leg was wobbling like this. I was shaking. That is how she preached. And I preached. And then the flame, he said, you are, you are leading Friday service. You, are, you, 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 will not just, you will not ask you, you are leading Friday service next week. Because he said that there's something inside of you. And he begins to develop it. And then again, he said, ah, you are going to preach on Sunday. But if you are not in church... How will he be able to identify the giftings of God inside of you? And because you don't know your purpose, you do this, it's not working. Let me tell you something. The greatest fulfillment and satisfaction in life is knowing the reason why God brought you to this earth and living up to expectation. Even if you don't have all the riches on earth and you fulfill that purpose, you are satisfied. Jesus Christ used a donkey. Donkey. To enter Jerusalem. Bible says that the donkey, they placed cloth on the donkey. They put cloth on the floor. And the donkey walked on. Jesus sat on the donkey. But the donkey was enjoying the covering that was upon him. And the donkey was, was no, nobody was living outside. And, and, and nobody donkey was now walking majestically on people's clothes. God will not use you and you will not benefit. Let me have you know, Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 12. Let me tell you, you are not here by, God could have taken you to any church, but he brought you here. This is a what? A Bible-believing church. What was the other thing we could say? We were for the Great Commission. It is a place where your giftings are, are what? An unravel. You must be in church. There's a reason why God brought you here. 
You are a songbird. You're supposed to be our first songbird that will sing and rock Ghana. But you are not coming to church. Nobody is even listening to your voice. And you are singing Shatawale songs. You, are, you have the voice to sing. Come and come and stand here and sing one day and see where God is going to take you. Take you. Before you know, you're writing your first, you're recording your first song. You can't teach, you can't preach, but you don't even know. Because you're not in church. You don't come to church. Sometimes God, God tells people about things. God reveals things about people. Ah, you see things about people. God reveals dreams to you. And you have the prophetic ministry. You don't even know you have. You see dreams. You see things. You have eyes. You can see things. You, you don't come to church. You won't bash away. And so that gifting of God in you is just lying waste inside of you. When you come to church, it's a place where you are equipped you are trained, your gifts are unrevealed, revealed, and you are helped and trained to unearth and use that gift to your own prophets and to the prophets of the church. Are you understanding me? Yeah, that's what I hear the God telling me. He said, Tell them when they are asked to do it, don't, tell, don't say I'm shy. That's what He just said. Say, tell them. That's what God said. Tell them. When they, when they ask you, don't say I'm shy. You're not a big church. We're a small family. When you're asked to call, come and give announcement. Don't, even if you come and stand here and you bow, bow and go. And those who laugh, come and stand here and see if you can stand here and uh, even give announcements. If somebody's stand here and make a mistake and bow, clap for the person. Encourage the person to do well. Don't demotivate the person. Come encourage the person to do well. Because God said, don't say, I am shy. So I will not do it. I'm messing with me, yeah. Will I be who I am today? If that I said, I don't know, I cannot do it. There was a time I was saying, that did that. Anytime you tell me to preach, it attacks upon my life, and I will not preach again. Oh, so we're preaching, we're preaching. You will continue preaching. Little by little, little by little. Listen to this. God wants to use you to his own prophet, to the prophet of the church. God wants to make you stand out of your family. God wants to make you different. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. He chose Joseph to be in, be, be in Egypt, to become a prime minister for a purpose, to take Israel to Egypt. God brought Moses on the scene, not for anything but to be a deliverer, to take them out of Egypt back to the promised land. God has destined for you to become somebody in your family. Hallelujah. Be in church. Let the church help you to become who God wants you to be. And you'll be a shock to yourself. Hallelujah, somebody. Glory to God. The last thing I want to talk to you about is that when you come to church, the next thing that comes upon you is the glory of God. And the grace of God, it comes upon you. You can never come to church and go back. Let, let me tell you something. It is not possible. Uh, no, it is, it, is, it is not possible to come to church and go back the same way that you came. It, it is impossible. Whenever you come to church, something happens to you. Maybe physically you don't see you. you see, I'm still the same thing, but you don't know what has happened to you. The person outside the church cannot compare himself to you because he touches you and he touches naked wire. Hallelujah. You encounter the glory of God. Let me have Exodus 33, 17 to 23. By the time is almost at five minutes, I'm closing. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken for. You have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, please show me your glory. Let's roll. And he said, I will make my, my goodness pass before you. And I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. And I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. And he said, you cannot see my face, for no one shall see, my, see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by, that, you, that I'll put you on, in the cliff of the rock, and I'll cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face you shall not see. When you come to church, you know what you see? You have the opportunity of seeing the glory of God.
Thank you. You see the glory of God. You see, and listen, the glory of God comes, and it's not just saying it, but it comes upon you. Bible records that, let me have Exodus 24, verse 29-30. Moses came down from meeting with God. He was always in the presence of God. And now it was so, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, that the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand. When he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. The reason why witches and wizards are not afraid of you is because you don't go to church. So they can come and give you bad dreams. They can come and just mess up your life and torment you because you're not always in church. When you are always in church before God, the glory of God, listen, the glory of God is here. And when the glory of you come before the glory of God, the glory of God comes upon you and makes your face to shine. As you sit down, I see your face shining. I said, I see your face shining. Amen. When you always come before God, he makes his glory come upon you and your face shines. When your face begins begin to shine, it's called favor. So demons see you and they run. It's more than going for 40 days in the wilderness or going to pray fast. You come to church face to face with God. His glory comes upon you. He makes your face to shine. Nobody can even stand and insult you because... Sometimes you see people and then you look at them and then even though he's like a young boy or a young girl, his face is so heavy. What do you mean, Yano? You can't insult the person. Am I lying? They are people like that. David was a small boy. But you, you just cannot insult David because there was, there was something upon him. The glory of God was upon him. Oh, somebody can stand here and, and insult you and tell you all kinds of nonsense because you do, you're not afraid of your face. There's nothing in your face to put fear in them. They, they, he, when he came down, they were afraid to come near him because his face was shining. If you go on to see, they had to put a, a veil on his face, on Moses' face. I see the glory of God coming on you. Amen. I said, I see your face shining. Amen. All those who are tormenting in your life, frustrating in your life, may the glory of God scare them away. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Listen, when you come before God, you know what he gives to you? He gives you grace. Do you know what grace is? Grace is a divine enablement. I call it divine enablement because it's a divine ability that enables you to do what you ordinarily cannot do. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. When you come before God, grace is released upon you. Listen to this. Whatever your mother could not do, whatever your father could not do, whatever anybody in your family could not do it, you have received grace to do it. In the name of Jesus! Life, I put life and death lies in the power of the tongue. You come to church and we say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You say, you ask God's grace to come upon you. How can this grace come upon you and not do extraordinary things? Paul said, I, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. The strength that strengthens him to do all things was the grace of God upon his life. That is why Paul said, anytime you come to church and you have a close and say this, may the grace May the grace, may the grace, the grace of God will make your life grace. May the grace come upon you mightily. I said, may the grace of God come upon you mightily. Kindly be on your feet. Lift up your voice. Begin to exalt the name of the Lord for his word. If you have been blessed this morning, give God a praise. Master Tadebosh. La la basai karash, le karabasu mandala basai. Ah, babonde kere babashi kere santara.
Father, we never seek you in vain. He said, I never said, seek me in vain. We seek you to gain. My Lord and my Master, I've given to your people your message. The message that you gave to me for them. I pray the Lord, let every prophet in your word be released upon them. As your word has come forth to them, let your arm follow them. Let your arm perform that which you have said that you would do for them. My Lord and my Master, watch over your word and perfect it in their lives. Let their lives, O God, become better and better and better. Let your glory shine upon them. We make our Lord make a way for them this week. My Lord and my Master, make a way for them. Whatever that is upon their hearts, meet them all at the point of their knees. Release grace upon them. Grace to do well, Lord. Grace to do exploits, Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up a countenance upon you and give you peace. May your face shine. May your strength be renewed. In the name of Jesus, this week I declare that your life will be better than last week. The Lord, your God, will make a way for you this week. In the mighty name of Jesus, your messengers will not miss you. In the name of Jesus, whatever God has said to you today, may he watch over it this week and perform it in your life. May your life become better. May your life become brighter. May your life become better and better. In the mighty name of Jesus. This week, I destroy and cancel any projected evil against your life. Any evil plan for you and your family, I cancel it in Jesus' name. I declare you blessed. I declare you going out blessed. I declare your coming in blessed. I declare your hands blessed. I declare your feet blessed. In the name of Jesus. May every sickness you came here with depart from you. May every headache depart. May every heartache depart. May every fibroid melt. May every pain in your body depart. In the name of Jesus. As you go back home, may you go back with healing. May you go back with strength. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord be merciful unto you. May the Lord have compassion upon you. This week, may the Lord make a way for you. In the name of Jesus, shout, I am blessed. Shout, I am blessed. Shout, I am blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen.